Welcome everybody to another great installment of Calvary Christian Center. We pray that today's message encourages you and inspires you like never before. So sit back, grab your notes, your notepad, and enjoy this message live from Calvary Christian Center. Give God some thanks today. Hallelujah. Stand for the reading of God's word. If you're able, I'm ready to preach. If you're ready to shout, I'm ready. Today I'm more determined than ever, precious, to be a healer in the land. I, I want God to use me and I want God to use our church. It's hard for me to describe to you what went on in the early service. It was nothing less than a move of God. I've almost never seen God's people in a place where they just said, Lord, we want you to use us. How many of you can say, Lord, in this moment, I want you to use me to be a healer in the land? And God wants to use his church to heal the land. I've got news for you. Healing won't come from the White House. It won't come from the courthouse. It won't come from the House of Representatives. Healing must come from God's house. Anybody believe that today? So I'm going to tell you, I'm on assignment. I, I'm so excited and thankful to be able to preach to you today. We're looking at 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. You by live stream, why don't you take a moment and share this, and let's go into the Word together. Here's the text. It says, if, somebody say if. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then, somebody say then. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. How many of you know America needs healing? But here is the prerequisite. He said if. I want to preach to you today along these lines. That's a big if. God can heal the land, but there's an if attached to it. How many of you want the Lord to use you in these days? Open your hearts, slip up your hands. Let's pray. Father, release anointing as I teach and preach your word. Speak to us, speak through me, speak to your people in Jesus' name. Somebody who loves the Lord, come on, give him an ovation of praise. You praise him at home. Before you sit down, tell somebody around you, that's a big if. That's a big if. He said, if my people called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. He said, turn from your wicked ways. He said, I'll hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. But everything is predicated upon the word if. And I want to tell you something, precious. That's a big if. Have you ever heard that phrase, that's a big if? People say, well, if I win the lottery, I'll win. I'll be a millionaire. You say, that's a big if. I tell you all the time, don't play the lottery, but if you play and win, pay your tithe. But don't play. Come on, somebody. But if you play and win, pay your tithe. Come on, somebody. If I lose weight, I'll be skinny. That's a big if. If I get lucky, if things go my way, if I can connect with this person, that's a big if. 
If I can land that impossible job, that's a big if. If I can get her number, honey, that's a big if. She's married and so are you. Come on, somebody. People say that's a big if. And our point passage is an incredible scripture that is so often quoted as it relates to prayer. And this was written, precious, during a time when Solomon dedicated the temple he had built to the Lord. And he, was, he had built that temple for the Lord and he was dedicating it to the Lord. God appeared to him that very night and told him, and I paraphrase, he said, son, there's gonna be times when Israel will lose their way. They'll fall under my judgment because of their sin and their rebellion. They'll lose my favor because they buy into immorality and they feast on unrighteousness. He said, but I won't entirely abandon them. I won't completely forsake them, even if they deserve it. Even if they lose their minds, even if they lose their way, even if they fall into adultery, they are still mine. And son, if, if my people, which are called by my name, even if they're in trouble, even if they're struggling, if they are called by my name, they will humble themselves. If they will seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Now, I believe and know that this was obviously meant for Israel. But as I look at my nation today, I know for a fact that this is for my country. This is for America. We need the Lord to move. We need the Lord to heal. We need the Lord's presence. We need the Lord's direction in our nation. I want to quickly yet meticulously dissect this text. The whole power and the whole premise of this text rests really on one word. Although it's the smallest word in the text, it's also the biggest. It's the two-letter word, if. Note that God did not say when my people call on my name. But he said, if. This spoke volumes to me as it relates to the free will of man. God did not create us as pre-programmed robots. On the contrary, he made us to be free moral agents. What does that mean? We are made, the Bible says, in his image. We are made in the image and likeness of God. And the God that we serve is a sovereign God. That means he makes choices. That means he makes his own decisions. And the sovereign God could only make a sovereign man if he were to be true to make him in his image. So it brings insight into the world. If. if, if in this text sets the course for repentance, if in this text sets the course for restoration, if sets the course for revival, but only if we are willing to do what the scripture demands, only if we are willing to do what the scripture instructs. Now remember, none of us are perfect. Come on now. All of us were born into sin, and the truth is all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I don't care who you are. 
I don't care how religious you are. I don't care how much you go to church. I don't care how many churches you're a member of. Come on, somebody. None of that that matters when it boils right down to it. We were all born into sin and we've all struggled with sin. And that text tells me that sin is inevitable, but repentance is optional. Come on now. Can America be healed? That's the question. Can revival come? Can racism and denominationalism and division be dealt with? And my reply to you this morning is simply this. That's a big if. I know you want me to say yes it can and yes it can, but there is also an addendum to that. Yes it can if. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin. I will heal their land. But we have to go all the way back to the precursor. The word is if. That's a mighty big if. Look at what he said here now. He said, if my people... Now, if you miss those two words, you're missing the whole thing. God said there will be moments, and in these moments of national and kingdom crisis, I am putting the responsibility for change on my people. He said there will be moments when nations get in crisis. Let me really shake you up. There'll be moments when the church gets in crisis when God's people get in crisis. And he said, I am putting the responsibility for transformation and change squarely on the shoulders of my people. See, the reality is America needs revival. Now, some people think I'm crazy for saying that. I'll get emails because I said that. I'll get, I'll get reached out to. I've been cussed out a few times here lately on social media, but keep it coming. I'm still all right. Come on, somebody. Some people think I'm crazy for saying America needs revival because they say, Pastor, we don't, don't talk to me about revival because we don't need revival. America needs reform. And I would tell you I agree with you. I would say to you that in many ways America is desperate for reform as it relates to righteousness and justice. Discerning believers know that America needs reform. But if you study your Bible, you'll find out that the greatest reformations Israel ever experienced only took place after revival. We need to be reformed. Reform means changed. It means to re- be me- it means to be remade. It means to be changed or transformed. Ask yourself an honest question. Without revival, what will America be reformed into? It's quiet in here, but I'll keep preaching. I don't ever want reformation without revival. I don't want to be reformed without revival, without the influence of God. And those who actually really seek the face of God, reformation will be a disaster. But when God finds a church that knows how to pray and seek his face, I want reformation, but I got to have revival. Are there any revival people here in the house? This is why, precious, that it is more important than ever that church people get on the same page. I said we got to get on the same page as it relates to the issues that matter most. God said if my people, 
312 times in the Bible, God refers to his people. You know why? Because God is serious about his people. God is holding his people responsible. He didn't say if the Democrats or if the Republicans or if the independents or if the House of Representatives or if the White House or if the governor's mansion or if the senators. No, he said, I didn't say any of that. I said, if my people, which are called by my name, are there really of his people in the house today? Are there some of his people? God said you're in a situation where you can't, you cannot, this is not a political situation. We got, do we have political issues? Yes, we do. But in the end, it's going to take the people of God who are hungry for revival to see the Lord heal the land. He said, I'm holding my people responsible. Listen, when it comes to justice, when it comes to righteousness, when it comes to revival, come on church, we all ought to be on the same page. Now look what he said. He said, if my people, ready, called, come on people of God, called. Called means summoned, invited, cried out for. God said, I, I'm calling my people. I'm summoning my people. I'm inviting my people. I'm crying out for my people. He said, I'm wanting my people to get together. I'm wanting my people to legislate change. I Listen, I won't say here about a minute, but we need God's people to rise up. We need God's people to cry out. We need God's people to speak loud. God is declaring my people are a called people. My, I'm calling my people. I'm commissioning my people. I'm inviting my people. I'm summoning my people. I'm crying out for my people. I'm looking for a church that will rise up and present the real answer and his name is Jesus Christ if my people are there any of his people here in the room today are there any of his people watch it online see God is declaring here precious that my people are a called people now, now, now the problem is God is calling his people but a few different things are happening much of the church it's giving God a busy signal. He's calling, but we're giving God a busy signal. We're telling God, I'm busy. I'm busy with my agenda. I'm busy with my plans. I'm busy because I'm caught up in my feelings. I'm busy nursing an offense. I'm busy building my kingdom. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I'm busy on social media. Preach Pastor Rayleigh. I'm busy, I'm busy. And much of the church is just saying, God, I'm too busy. Then another part of the church is called forwarding the call. God is calling, but they're called forwarding it. They're saying, send that call to somebody else, Lord. Don't send that call to me. Send that call to somebody else. I'd rather not deal with that. That's pastor's work. This loving your neighbor stuff, that's too hard for me, Pastor. Loving your neighbor as yourself, I don't like them anyway. Have you seen their social media, Lord? And God said, no, I hadn't paid attention to theirs, but I've been looking at yours. Oh, we're not gonna shout, are we? He said, I've been looking at yours. 
So some people are called forwarding it. Some people God is calling and, and, and you're sending God to voicemail. You're saying, God, I, I want to hear what you have to say, but not now. Right now is not the opportune time. I'm going to send you to voicemail. I'll listen to what you have to say later. I'm, I'll listen when I'm older. I'll listen when times are easier. I'll listen when it's clearer. I'll listen when I'm not so upset. I'll listen when I'm not mad. But see, where is the church that will say, God, I'll put everything and everybody on hold, but I will take your call. If my people called. See, some people are blocking the call. Oh, Jesus. Some people are saying, God, I have no interest in hearing anything you have to say because God's going to push us out of our comfort zone. God said, if my people called by my name. He said, they are called by my name. He said, they may not act like it all the time, but they are called by my name. How many of y'all got kids? How many of y'all got kids that have ever acted crazy? Okay, you don't, you didn't raise your hands. How many of you have ever had kids that have lost their way? Wave at me right now. And in spite of the fact that they went crazy, in spite of the fact that they lost their way, in spite of the fact that they ran their mouth, come on somebody, in spite of the fact that they got in trouble or arrested or anything else, they may have got on your last nerve, but there was not a moment they, they were not your children. And God said, listen, my people may lose their way. My people may struggle, but make no mistake about it, they still my people, and I still got a plan for them. So, he said, if my people, my divided people, preach pastor, my, 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 my crazy people, my opinionated people, my wayward people, come on somebody, my people, if my people, which are called by my name, watch this, will humble themselves and pray. See, here's the truth, y'all. We got to pray. What we have been facing in this nation, we got to pray. The issues that this nation's been having, COVID-19, all the issues that we've had with cities burning, the injustices that we've witnessed, we've got to pray. And I know there are some people who say, Pastor, we got to do more than pray. Yeah, we do have to do more than pray, but don't forget about it, baby. We got to pray. See, the reality is uh, that God responds to prayer. The prerequisite to real prayer is humility. He said, you got to humble yourself and you got to pray. Humble people pray. Desperate people pray. Folks serious about change, pray. Prideful people resist prayer. Mad people refuse to pray. But humble people pray. They say, God, in that, in that act of prayer, you're already saying when you pray, I can't handle it. I can't shift it. I can't change it. I can't transform it. I can't turn this thing around. So I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to call on the name of the Lord and God can do it. Are there any of his people that I think it's time to pray. Make a little noise if that's you. Prayer. Prayer invites God's presence and it invokes his power. All the way back in the garden, God separated himself from man, but he said the way I'll connect it to you now is when you pray in the name of Jesus. 
I don't even know if I should go there. Because some of y'all political people, y'all can't handle that. Because, see, you ain't prayed till you pray in the name of Jesus. I was at an event a while back. They said, we want you to pray, but we would like for you to pray one of those universal prayers. Don't pray in the name of Jesus. And I said, if I can't bring Jesus to the stage and pray, I can't pray. Because I have not prayed till I prayed in the name of Jesus. I have not, I can't do nothing for you until I pray in the name that is above every name. I can't help you. I can't pray about nothing till I get with Jesus. Are there really praying folk that believe in Jesus today? Humble people pray. Prayer brings God's power into our world. If there's ever been a time, precious, that we need to pray, we need to pray now. The very act of pray is an admission of prayer, is an admission that we can't make it without the Lord. He said, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. The word humble there in the Hebrew is a very powerful word. It means to humble yourself or to be humbled. God was saying here, you can humble yourself and pray or I'll humble you. He said, either you humble yourself or I'll humble you. See, humble or be humble, but one day your pride will fall by the wayside. You will be humbled. You just choose how. I'm telling preachers, it's time for us to come in humility. I'm telling leaders, I'm telling political leaders, it is time to let your agenda go and humble yourself. It is time to pray. It's time for church folk to pray. God will show us that we need him. He knows what it will take to drive you to your knees. He knows what it will take for us to say, we've looked here, we've looked here, we've looked here, we've looked here. We can't find any help, but then we lift up our heads because our redemption draweth nigh. God knows how to position us into a situation where we have to pray. See, you say, Pastor, I'm an activist. I want to march. Hey, baby, I'll march with you, but pray first. Where y'all at? Pastor, I want to march. I'll march with you, but pray first. Pastor, I want to post. I'll post with you, but pray first. Oh, nobody's shouting now. Because, see, we want to put whatever we want to put on Facebook without praying about it. Where's the church that will say, God, you lead me now in this post. And let me say what needs to be said, but let it glorify your name. Let's march, but let's pray first. Come on. Let's post, but let's pray first. Let's, let's be activists, but let's pray first. Because once you get on God on your side, no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. Do you actually think you can change it on your own? So he said, if my people, any, any of his people at church? Yeah, I thought so. Called by my name, summoned, invited, cried for, shall humble themselves, humble or be humbled, and pray, watch this, and seek my face. Now this is powerful. God said, you got to seek my face. You got to pursue my face. 
You got to go after my face. See, when you really want somebody's attention, you get in their face. When you want them to hear you, you get in their face. You don't get behind them. You don't lay back. No, you get up in their face because you're wanting to get their attention. You're saying, I got to talk to you, so let me get in your face. See, I heard the Lord say, it's time for the church to get in his face. See, they can't ignore you when you get in their face. When was the last time you were so desperate that you got in God's face? When was the last time that you said, God, I'm going to get in your face because I can't fix it. I can't shift it. I can't change it. I can't put it back together, but I'm going to get in your face, God, because I got to have you hear me. Is there anybody here ready to get in God's face? Get in his face for your city. Get in his face for your church. Get in his face for your nation. Get in his face. We're in a moment in America like we've never been in before. When God's people, God's people has got to get in God's face. We need to cry loud, y'all, and we need to spare not. But here's something you cannot miss. In Exodus 33, God told Moses, Moses wanted to see the Lord. He said, nobody's seen me and lived. He said, if you see my face, you will surely die. But yet in 2 Chronicles, he said, seek my face. Some of y'all say, mm, uh, that sounds dangerous, pastor. And I would say to you, it is. Seeking God's face is not for spiritual sissies. Seeking God's face is not for cute religious folk. Seeking God's face is not just for members. Oh, y'all ain't saying not anything to me. I know a lot of members who ain't church folk. Can I get a witness in the house? Seeking God's face is not for spiritual sissies, but yet he says, seek my face. He was letting us know that we can't truly seek his face unless and until we are willing to die. See, some part of us will have to die. I'm not saying you got to die naturally, but you're going to have to die in some way. You'll have to die to your agenda. You'll have to die to your mindset. You'll have to die to your past. You'll have to die to racism. You'll have to die to wrong thinking. You'll have to die to isms and schisms. You'll have to die, die, die to impure motives. See, we want to seek his face, but nobody wants to die. Nobody wants to say, God, kill in me anything that would block what you want to do in my life. Seeking God is a dangerous thing. When you say, God, I'm so serious about it, kill anything in me that would hide your face from me. If my people, if my people, he said, I'm putting the responsibility on my people. He said, this crisis can only be averted when my people call on my name. And here it goes. If my people call by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. You ready for this? 
and turn from their wicked ways. See, we are living in a day when people want turnarounds without turning. They want everything to change, but they want to stay the same. Preach Pastor Rayleigh. They want to hold on to old mindsets. They want to hold on to old mentalities. They want the same behaviors and they want the same opinions, but they want God to change things. And let me tell you, it is ludicrous to think that God's going to change anything without changing us. God said, you got to turn from your wicked ways. Now, now, I was just transfixed by that part of the text because the word turn not only means to turn away from something, it means to turn to something. It means to turn and return. Come, let us return to the Lord. Let us turn back to God. See, some of us, we want to turn, but we're turning to things that cannot shift our situation. We're turning to things that cannot change our nation. But God said, not only turn, but return. Return back to me. See, hear me in this room. It's not enough just to turn away. We need to turn to God. And the text declares that we must turn. You ready for this? From our wicked ways. I was almost shocked. When I, when I really sat down and defined the word wicked from the Hebrew, because the word wicked in the Hebrew is, is the word malignant in English. He said, you gotta turn from your malignant ways. Malignant like a cancer. He said, you gotta turn from your malignant ways. Your, your ways that are like a terminal disease. God was declaring your malignant ways are killing you. And I've come to tell America, our malignant ways have been killing us. Our bad behavior, our malignant mindsets that have even found their way in the church are killing destiny and purpose. Racism is a malignant way. Pride is a malignant way. Injustice is a malignant way. Compromise is a malignant way. Abortion is a malignant way. Come on now. Y'all don't shout me down. Marrying a man and a man and a woman and a woman. That is a malignant way. But where is the church that can stand up and say the word is right and I believe the word. Preach to me the word. Come on somebody. We've allowed malignant mindsets in the church. We've allowed malignant mentalities in the church. But let me tell you, God gave me a word that's gonna do surgery in this hour. It's time to turn to God. If you're with me, make a little noise. <sighs> God was declaring, precious, your malignant ways are killing you. Your malignant mindsets, your bad behavior. Let me tell you, a sick church in a dying world is a tragedy. It's time for turning. It's time for returning. He said, if my, my people. Who? My people. Who? My people. Called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their malignant ways for their wicked from their wicked ways here it goes watch this now i will hear from heaven 
and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. How many of you want him to hear from heaven? The Lord said, I will hear from heaven. See, God is listening, church, but don't miss this. Repentance is the key. And God spoke to me and he said, we won't hear from heaven until heaven hears from earth. I said, we're not gonna hear from heaven until heaven hears from earth. Until church people start calling upon the name of the Lord because they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God said, I got if you wanna hear from me, I gotta hear from you. If you want me to move, I need to hear from you. If you want me to help, I need to hear from you. Let me tell you, my oldest daughter is 27. I've got one that's 14 and one that's right there in the middle, and she's 21. But if my oldest daughter called on me right now, if she called on me, I would help her. If she called on me, I would move heaven and earth even though she's grown. I would move whatever I needed to move to get to her simply because she called on me. God said, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. If you'll call on me, I will hear you. If you will call on me, I'll respond to you. See, we won't hear from heaven until heaven hears from earth. Is there anybody ready to get with your pastor and say, let us call on the Lord? He said, I will hear. The word hear in the Hebrew is the word shama. And one of the greatest names for God is Jehovah Shama meaning the God who hears. It is one of the chief names for God. God is listening. He is the God who hears. The question is, are we calling? Are we speaking? Are we praying? God is listening. Jehovah Shammah says, I will hear. He said, I will hear, watch this, and I will heal. Okay, Shammah is, is, is the word hear. He said, I'm Jehovah Shammah, I will hear. But there's some point where I become the healer, I will heal. It's the word Rapha. One of the main words for Jehovah, for God's name, is Yahweh Rapha or Jehovah Rapha. He said, there comes a moment when I will shift from being the God who hears to the God who heals. There's a moment in your prayer. There's a moment in your desperation. Where I'm not just listening, I start coming. There's a moment when my children call me and if it's a desperate situation, I'm no longer just hearing, I'm coming to help. I wonder if there's anybody here today that says, God in America, we need you to come and not just be Jehovah Shammah, but come be Jehovah Rapha in my nation. Heal the land, heal my city, heal my family, heal the church. Shout if you're tracking with me today. I don't know about you, but I'm very thankful for all the people willing to hear me when I'm in trouble. I'm thankful for folks who have heard me when I've struggled. I'm thankful for folks who have listened to me when I have had issues. But there comes a point when I stop looking for people just to hear me. And I start looking for somebody who can help me. 
I don't just need a shoulder to cry on. Come on now. I need a shoulder to stand on. Can I get a witness? There comes a point when I stop looking for people who just hear me and I start looking for somebody who can help me. David said, I cried to the Lord in my distress and he helped me. Come on, somebody. See, see, you need to let some folk know that's been in your circle and in your life. I love you and I know you enjoy being all up in my business, but I'm coming to a place where I'm going to have to check you later because don't take this wrong, but I'm through talking to you. I got to find somebody that can help me. I got to find somebody. Listen, let me tell you, the president can't do it. The governor can't do it. The senator can't do it. If they could have done it, it would have already been done. But there is a name that is high above every name. Come on, church folk, make a little noise if you hear me. So we got to talk. I hear the Lord say, keep talking. Help is on the way. I hear the Lord say, keep talking. Tell somebody around you, help is on the way. Yeah, 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 the devil thinks he's going to have the last word. Help is on the way. The devil thinks he's going to sift us, but help is on the way. Let me tell you, revival is coming. Awakening is coming. A reset is coming. A move of God is coming. Don't judge where we are right now. Don't judge us because of the pandemic or because of our tragedies. There is going to be a remnant in Jesus' name that will rise up and say, Lord, help, help. And God said, I will be Jehovah Shammah, but I will show up as Jehovah Rapha. I will heal your land. Tell somebody around you, say, my God can hear me, help me, and heal me. My God, put your hand on your chest and tell yourself, say, my God, say, my God can hear me, help me, and heal me. High five yourself, come on. Tell yourself everything's gonna be all right. Maybe you can't high five nobody around you. I can't have you touch your neighbor, touch yourself and say, I got a feeling that God is gonna shift this thing. Touch yourself and say, God is about to move this thing. Shout if you hear me and you believe it, oh yes. Jesus, Jesus, somebody say do it, Lord. He said, if, if my people called, summoned, invited, cried for, called by my name, crazy, but they're still mine, acting the fool, but they're still mine, fussing with folk and unfriending people, but they're still mine. Y'all, it's quiet in this Presbyterian church. Come on. And I love Presbyterian people. <laughs> Come on now. Acting crazy, but they're still mine. But he said, if I can get those people to call on my name and I can get them together, no weapon formed against them shall be able to prosper. I'll come in suddenly. I will unify a people and I will change a situation. The Lord said, I will hear, ready? And I will heal, watch this, their land. Now this is where it gets, it's a whole nother level now. Because when you define and transliterate their land from the Hebrew, it means their whole world and everything in it. God said, if I can find my people and they'll call on my name, 
He said, I'll heal their whole world and everything in it. He said, I'll heal their whole world and everything in it. Y'all ain't with me or you might be shouting. I'm telling you, God can heal your whole world and everything in it. Listen, I'm glad I serve a God. He's ambidextrous. What does that mean? That means he's as good on one hand as he is on the other. That means he's as strong on his right as he is on his left. Y'all help me, Holy Ghost. He's ambidextrous, y'all. He's just as much healer as he is Savior. He's not only Savior, he's also healer, but he's just as good a healer as he is a Savior, just as good a provider as he is a healer, just as good a redeemer as he is door opener, just as good a door opener as he is way maker. Just as good a way maker as he is miracle worker. He said, I am all sufficient. There's nothing that I can't do. I'll heal your whole world. Make a little noise if you want God to heal your whole world. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. Say I need God to heal my whole world. If that's you, give God a praise in here. If my people call by my name, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sin, and I'll heal their land. You say, Pastor, can God heal me today? Can he touch my body? Can he shift this racism? Can he, can, can he deal with the injustice? Come on. Can he release the captive? Can he cleanse the church? We want a united nation with a divided church. Preach Pastor Rayleigh. I'm preaching better than your amen. I'm gonna say that again. I'm talking about the church in America. We are divided. The church itself has got to get together. If the church gets together, the devil can't hold what God's gonna do. Can God heal racism? Can God unite the church? Can God direct my life? Can God provide for every need? And I would tell you, yes, he can. But that's a big if. That's a big if. I know you want to say, yes, he can and he will. Yes, he can and he will if. There's an if. There's got to be a church that will rise up and say, God, heal the land and use me to heal it. See, we've messed around and made it party time when it needs to be kingdom come. I wrote an outline for a book that I may be writing on healing racism. One of the chapters is party time or kingdom come. I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. I'm an Independent. I don't care what you are. Are you a Christian? If your political identity is greater than your kingdom identity, you'll never rise to walk in the power that God has called you to walk in. Where are the people that can say, what happened to George Floyd 
is something that should have never happened. It is a shame. It is a disgrace. We've got to be reformed. We've got to change. This is wrong. This is wrong on every level. This is wrong on every front. This is wrong. And the church cannot be quiet about it. Where are the people that will say that and turn right around and say, abortion, the third trimester, you killing babies. It is wrong. It is wrong. See, we y'all don't say nothing to me. Where is the church? The Bible said in Psalms 84 that the righteousness and justice stand together. Where is the church? See, only the devil would devise a scheme that would divide the church in righteousness and justice. But there is a generation that will rise in the last days and say, let it be known, I am a child of God. I'm white, but I'm saved. I'm black, but I'm saved. I'm Hispanic, but I'm saved. That's the church that will heal the land. If my people, called by my name, will humble themselves and seek my face. You say it's party time, baby. It ain't party time. It's kingdom time. It's kingdom come. It's time for the kingdom people to rise up and say, devil, you are a liar. America needs revival. Jump on your feet right now and give God a shout if you believe that America needs revival. For the Lord would say unto you that I long to rush in and bring you what you cannot manifest by yourself. For the Lord would say that the floodgates of revival and healing and unity and outpouring can bust open and I will redeem your city, says the Lord. And I will bring my people together. But you will not hear from me until I hear from you. Call on me, says the Lord. Cry out and spare not. And I will show you things that you never dreamed or imagined. Thus saith the Lord, stop believing everything you hear in the news and get back to the good news. The Lord would say to you, stop believing everything you read, every word you read on Facebook and get back into my book because I have everything that you need that can shift your nation, save your family, bring your city into a move of God. Call on me for if my people called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Call on me if you want change and see what I will do, 
Somebody give the Lord a praise. Somebody give the Lord a praise. If. If my people, if my people will meet on common ground, if they'll stop fighting with each other and start fighting for each other, from the womb to the tomb, come on somebody, if my people will come together, call by my name. <laughs> humbling themselves and praying and seeking my face and turning from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Come here, Pastor Don. You say, Pastor, can he do it? Tell your neighbor, that's a big if. Come on. Tell somebody around you, that's a big if. That's a big if. I think it's time for church folk to pray. Will you do this with me for just a few minutes? Will you join Pastor Dawn? I just felt led for her to pray. She's a lead intercessor in our church. And I felt led for her to pray over us. Honey, will you pray? Come on, honey. Heavenly Father, we have heard the word. You have spoken it and placed it deep within our hearts in this place today. And Lord, we cry out to you in this moment. For we are your people who are called by your name. Yes. And we seek your face. Jesus. Lord, today we weep for our nation. Jesus. We weep for a nation, Jesus. God, that Jesus. is hurting, that is desperate, that is sick, that is wounded, that is in pain. Uh. And Lord, we hear your word that if my people, you said if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, and pray. God, we humble ourselves in this place today. God, I humble myself Jesus. before you. I humble my pride. I humble anything within me that would keep me from seeing your face. Jesus. Lord, I humble any way about myself. I, I humble myself before you, oh God. Jesus. And I pray for America. Jesus. I pray for this nation. For you said if we humble ourselves and pray and seek your face. <laughs> Lord God, today we are not here to seek for your hand. We're not here to seek even after your blessings. No, We're not here to seek after your provision or the oh, things Jesus. that you can do for us as your people. But Lord, we are seeking your face. Jesus. It is your face that our nation needs Jesus. to see. It is your eyes that are full of forgiveness. It is those eyes that are full of compassion. It is your face Jesus. that when we behold it, 
We see your glory. <laughs> we see your goodness. Oh God. We see your mercy. We see your amazing grace Jeez. that can bring the healing that we need. We seek your face. And Lord, if something must die within us as your people, if something must die within us, <laughs> if it must die, let racism die. If it must die, let pride die. Let if it must die, Lord, let it die within us. But we cannot go another day without seeing your face in this nation. God, we are desperate for you. We seek your face and we turn. We tell you today, God, we turn from our wicked ways, our malignant ways, our malignant mindsets. God, heal them. Heal the way we view things. Heal our perceptions. Heal our malignant ways that are killing us and killing our communities, our families, and our nation, God. We cry out and we seek your face and we turn back to you and we ask you Lord to heal us in this moment you said you would forgive us Lord we repent we repent for our sin Lord today I repent I repent for forefathers I repent Lord for those who have come before us Lord, we ask for your forgiveness today for a healing in our land. Lord, forgive us. You said you would hear us. Yes, God. Hear our cry today, Lord God. We pray. We pray that Shama yes. will return to Rafa. Yes. We call on you for the healing that our land needs. We call on you for healing around the world, not only the United States of America. But I pray for the world, oh God, that you would bring healing to our land. Healing to America. every people. In Jesus' name. America. In Jesus' name. God shed his grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea sing it with me America America God Get a prayer and my God with I feel something. Come on. I want his people to raise up your hands and say, America.
again for listening to this message. We pray that it inspired you in every single way. For more information about Calvary Christian Center or to give, you can go to calvaryfl.com and be sure to subscribe and like this podcast. And we will see you next week here on the Calvary FL Podcast.